Welcome to the Potter Discussion. Welcome back to the Potter Discussion. This is episode 94. And on today's episode, we will be discussing what would happen if Neville and Harry swapped places. Let's do this. Hello! Welcome back, everyone. I'm glad you are joining me today for this episode. I am very excited because it is the first episode in a series this new series i've been cooking up and it's called flip the script where we swap two characters two elements of the story to whatever to see how the store would be different today we are switching harry and neville how would neville perform as harry how would harry perform as neville we don't know but we will after this episode, so stick around. Before we get started, I will remind you that the two links in the show notes below are still available for you to send me a topic, a question, a Quizmaster question, a joke, whatever you have, just send me that with those two links in the description below. I have a SpeakPipe page link and a Google Form link if you want to choose any of those. And if you don't want those, you can always send me an email. My email is thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com. That is thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com. And I haven't said this in a while, but if you like what you hear, consider subscribing. I don't know. That'd be fun. So, because <laughs> you have great episodes like this coming down the pipeline every single week. All right, let's get into this And coming in at number one, I don't think Neville would have won the Tri-Wizard Tournament. So I, sorry, Neville, but I do think that this is true. So Neville's strengths are, he's a good friend. He's very loyal, kind of like a Hufflepuff. <laughs> and he just has this knack for getting to know people but magic really isn't in his skill set, which is unfortunate because Harry needs his magic as much as he does. And he clearly, in the story, at every turn, magic, Expelliarmus, you know, Expecto Patronum, those are his go-to almost saviors. So for Neville to not have access to those spells and not have, honestly, not have the power to cast them might be a problem. And now this is kind of my first thought when thinking of this episode is the Tri Wizard Tournament because that's all about these quick spells, these quick reactions, these complicated things, learning spell after spell after spell, which plays into Neville's weaknesses, not his strengths. Neville doesn't have a very good memory, he's not very good at magic, and he just isn't very confident. So going into this school, almost nationwide tournament, to <laughs> to compete against other very accomplished wizards and witches with an arsenal of spells that he had to remember after learning them. I mean, like, it's built so Neville will lose. 
And as much as Mad-Eye Moody slash Barty Crouch Jr. might help Neville, I still don't think he would stand a chance. Because although, yes, he did get the clues, the clues were only half of it, if only maybe even a quarter. Because it was the spells that you used and the magic that you learned that helped you through the actual tasks. For example, maybe I know Neville did help Harry with the water task, and well, Harry would help Neville because that's the story. But Neville would still not do very well because then he would have to find the base. He would have to, you know, know to get his hostage. Maybe it would be Luna or Ginny or someone like that. And he would have to really figure that out. And that's a lot of critical thinking. And that's something that Neville just isn't good at. So he just isn't a very good candidate for the, you know, intense spells, intense battles, memorizing a lot of things and just thinking on your feet. That's not a very Neville thing to do. I mean, if there's a competition to make friends or make cookies, I don't know. Neville would probably excel and he might even win that competition. But... The Triwizard Tournament just isn't built for him, and it's unfortunate because I'm sure Neville would have loved to win that the Triwizard Tournament, but it just still doesn't seem like the very, you know, it isn't a very good thing for Neville to do because it's dangerous and it's not built for your everyday, you know, slightly forgetful teenager, 14-year-old, especially if it's Neville. I mean, for Harry, like, we can understand because he's a pretty accomplished wizard and he knows some pretty intense and helpful spells, but Neville just isn't that kind of person. And although, yes, he does get better, that's very much, and it's a lot longer after the Trials Tournament. So, Neville, that's my first prediction for Neville. He would not have won the Tri-Wizard Tournament. And the second item on my list is... Neville would be even shyer in class because of his fame and attention. You can't forget, the boy who lived is now no longer Harry, but it's Neville. And he has all the, has all the attention, all the fame, everyone's just looking at him all the time. And that's something that Neville is just very much not good at. He's not good at the, you know, taking the fame and, you know, appreciating the you know, what, whatever he did when he was young. That's just what Neville does not do. It seems like Harry's the complete opposite of Neville, which is pretty unfortunate because the things that Harry does in the story are very much built for Harry, not built for Neville. Again, the Travels Tournament, quick spells, powerful spells, things that Neville just isn't good at. And taking the attention and the taunting and everything, again, not something Neville could have done. And it's pretty weird to think about Neville as Harry and it's something that I think pretty much everyone listening right now can agree on Neville would not have done very well at because he couldn't take what everyone was throwing at him we saw that just because he couldn't cast a couple of spells because it took a while he got pretty down and that's not something you want to see with someone who's going to be under constant pressure and constant attention and everyone constantly looking at him and whispering about him and saying mere mean things and spreading rumors. 
So Neville just isn't good at taking the bad side of life and understanding that there are people who are very mean and people who are doing it because he's the boy who lived. They can do it to him and he can't do anything back. That will even encourage some Slytherins or someone who would want to taunt Neville. That would encourage some people who don't have the option to, you know, do it to someone else because maybe they have a bad situation at home or something like that. And Neville is the perfect candidate because he can't take it. He cannot take it. After only a couple of years, I bet Malfoy could have gotten Neville, you know, into tears and running out of the room. So Neville just isn't good at taking it, taking the, you know, the harsh side of being Harry Potter, being the boy who lived. I mean, Neville Longbottom just doesn't have the same ring to it, but we can, you know, we can we can move that aside just for now because although Neville, I'm sure, would be awesome, Neville Longbottom and the Sorcerer's Stone, <laughs> Neville Longbottom and the Chamber of Secrets, man, those would just fly off the shelves. Those would fly off the shelves. I'm so glad that um, <laughs> it wasn't called that because that would probably would not be a very good not be a very good title to uh, read about. And then when someone asked, what? what you're reading and you say yeah Neville Longbottom in the Chamber of Secrets <laughs> it, that's, those are just two sentences that don't go together Neville Longbottom sounds like a you know a kid's comedy and then we have and the Chamber of Secrets it's like a an intense mystery you know <laughs> so Neville Longbottom and the Chamber of Secrets that's just it just sounds ridiculous I mean it just sounds horrible like why would you why would you buy something that's you know a, a kid's comedy and an adult mystery all in one I don't know but Harry Potter just sounds more, you know, you know, I'm a valiant warrior, yeah, you know. <laughs> I don't know if that is, it means just me, but just it just seems like that Harry Potter is a little more, you know, heroic than Neville Longbottom. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what J.K. Rowling intended when, you know, putting in those names and making all the different titles and spells and stuff. But that's just such a strange thing to call the book series if Neville was Harry, you know, in Harry's shoes. But this is a this is a big rant because I mean I'm this is this is something that I'm adamant about. <laughs> the series should not have been called Neville Longbottom. If Neville was in Harry's shoes, maybe they just like switch places. Maybe they still have the same parents and maybe Neville was named the same thing, but I don't know. Adam, this was just a strange, a strange segment. Uh, but I have a good one coming up next. So let's uh, let's uh, take a look at that one. Rubius Hagrid is a very large part of Harry's success at Hogwarts. Hagrid was the one that told Harry who he was, and Hagrid is also the one that protected Harry through his years and showed him the right people, and showed him the right way. But Hagrid took a very specific liking to Harry. And the question is here, would Hagrid take a very specific liking to Neville? To that, I think the answer is unfortunately no. So just think about it this way. Hagrid is a very cheerful, happy you know, loyal, you know, I don't know, a Hufflepuff and a Gryffindor kind of combined. And even though Hagrid was really friendly with Harry, he didn't know Harry beforehand. And it was Dumbledore that said, hey, Hagrid, can you go pick up Harry? And although Hagrid didn't expect this to happen, Hagrid was still 
you know, he didn't really have a good impression of who Harry was. Yes, he was really sad to see Harry go as a baby, but that's just because, you know, the boy who lived, Harry Potter, you, you don't just leave him on a doorstep and just walk away. It was a really tough thing for Hagrid to see. I mean, and also, like, leaving a baby on doorstep. I mean, anyone would cry. So that's kind of a Hagrid thing to do. But Harry was still a very, the very specific kind of person that Hagrid actually liked. And Hagrid stuck with Harry throughout his years. And even though, I mean, we know Hagrid isn't a very good actor, but even though Dumbledore ordered him to, you know, pick up Harry, I still think that Hagrid took a specific liking to him. So even though Hagrid is a, you know, someone who was kind of forced to be there, he still wanted to go to meet Harry Potter. But with Neville, Neville isn't the kind of person that Hagrid would, you know, befriend and take a liking to. Now I say that because Neville is someone who keeps to himself. He's very, you know, reserved and he's very, not, he's very self-conscious about himself. And that's just as Neville Longbottom, but as Neville Longbottom, the boy who lived, Neville, Neville Longbottom in the Chamber of Secrets, <laughs> Neville would still be someone who was even more shy and more self-conscious about himself because he was under all that pressure, all under all that attention. As Harry Potter, you don't, that doesn't just go unnoticed. You can't just continue on with your life as if it never happened. You have to embrace who you are. And Neville just can't do that. He can't accept that he is the most important person to have ever lived in the, you know, last hundred years. So it's very difficult for Neville to make friends, reach out, you know, do something like that. The point is, Neville Longbottom is all about the shyness, keeping to yourself, not interacting with others, and Hagrid is all about the, I want to make friends with you, and we are going to be best friends for life, kind of thing. So, not the best mix, as you can probably tell, and not the best match. With Harry Potter, the boy who lived, or Neville Longbottom in the Chamber of Secrets, the boy who lived, <laughs> comes the trio. So with Harry, it was Harry, Ron, and Hermione, the iconic Golden Three, the trio, the people who conquer evil together, hand in hand, wand in wand, what's another uh, thing I can use? Foot in foot. That's... Okay, that's it. Anyway, Neville. <laughs> so, Neville has to have his own trio too, because that's just who the boy who lived is. You have to have your trio, your group, your gang, your your, your people, your peeps, people you, you were around, you like. So who is that? Who is that for Neville? Who does Neville choose to be around? Well, as I mentioned before, there were two possible people who probably could have been his, you know, triwizard person who had to retreat from the lake. And that was Luna or Ginny. And that's exactly who I think the trio would be, Luna and Ginny. Because if you think about it, Neville doesn't really have any major friends besides, you know, Harry and, I don't know, maybe someone like Luna or Ginny. But maybe Luna and Ginny. But still, Neville just doesn't have the same thing as Harry, you know? Neville doesn't have the same, you know, look on life as Harry, and Neville wouldn't choose the same people, and he doesn't. He 
he doesn't choose Ron and Hermione, and of course Harry doesn't choose Neville, but Jenna and <laughs> I should say Luna and Ginny at the same time. Jenna, Ginny and Luna are pretty much you know kind of Neville's perfect people because they are also you know just a little bit different, and they all kind of have the same you know goals. So Neville, I mean, being the leader of the group, he would kind of be you know the person who would kind of lead the charge and be the face of the organization. Luna would be the, like, the strategist, the person who could, you know, look into a situation, just see it differently than everyone else. And then Ginny would be, like, the Hermione, the person who was just, you know, really great at magic, the person who was, who let, you know, Luna and, <laughs> and Neville copy their homework. So, that's kind of how I see that group of people. And it does make sense that Neville would choose people like that because he is a very, you know, person who doesn't have much besides being the leader. If he was the boy you lived, he would have to have smart people, strategic people, you know, logic people behind him in order to really thrive in that arena of defeating the Dark Lord and, you know, going on to fight all these dark creatures and Death Eaters and Snatchers. So it's difficult for Neville to figure out his own team, and it was just be his friends, kind of like Dumbledore's army. Uh, Harry didn't really choose that, but it was people who were naturally around Harry, hearing about it, and who wanted to, you know, learn about defense against the Arts because Umbridge wasn't, Umbridge wasn't teaching them. And it's kind of the same thing with Neville. Luna and Ginny want to be with Neville, as in defeating the Dark Lord and fighting the Dark Side. Which is something that the whole, you know, light side wants to do. But as, you know, if Harry was Neville, or rather, Neville was Harry, Neville would have an even more of a drive. And we saw even with Harry, Harry had much more of a drive to do those things. And then anyone else, I mean, maybe besides, you know, Dumbledore, maybe even Snape. But Neville would want people who could figure, you know, the difficult situations out by his side. Like Ginny and like Luna, which is perfect for him. They're friends, they work together, they have every element of a good team, and they would definitely work together. is his power with magic. Harry can remember spells, practice them, and master them to use to his own advantage. But as mentioned before, that's not a very Neville thing to do. So what would Neville do? Well, I don't think he would go through life with a magic focused skill set. That's what we're going to be talking about right now. So magic is a big part of how Harry succeeds. That's how Harry goes through life and that's what that's the edge he has. He has something to fight for and use his knowledge for good. But Neville doesn't have the knowledge that Harry does. So how would Neville improve upon how what he and what and how he already is and go through life without a magic-focused skill set. Well, Neville, if he had to choose something that he was good at, it would be his determination, bravery, and just social 
you know, prowess in general. And I know I just mentioned he was really shy and stuff like that, but he started out shy. But in the seventh book, he was, when Voldemort and his Death Eaters were there in the entirety of Hogwarts, Neville stepped forward and he, he made a speech. Uh, he made a speech for the whole school just to show how much he has grown and he's grown so much. So if Neville could just do that, if Neville could, you know, just grow socially and be more confident, that's what he would use. He would use it. He would use his, you know, speech and he would use his, you know, whatever to empower everyone else which is something that Harry does a ton and something that Neville would do even better because Neville, that's the only thing that Neville really does. And that's not the only thing, but that's, the, that's something that Neville is just generally good at, which is important because if Neville didn't have, you know, the social aspect and didn't have the magic aspect, he wasn't really anything, which is kind of not what, not really a good, you know, boy who lived person so i kind of like to think that being a social character being a big social person he would really grow into the role of the face of the light you know the good side because that's something that neville would really be good at if he took up the mantle and if you willingly stepped forward as the face of good neville would be very very good at being that person who would give the speeches who inspired everyone else who fought the last person. That's who Neville is if he became Harry. And that's what Neville would be good at, even if he wasn't. Even if Neville didn't have that social confidence, he would want to be the person that he would always need to. He would need to be the speech person. He would need to be the person who gave you the chocolate frog when you were sad. So if Neville didn't develop the social confidence he did, I doubt he would have been anywhere near as effective as Harry. But he did, and he is. If we have Harry, and if we have Neville, what are the family figures in the situation? More specifically, who would be serious? With Harry, it is Sirius Black, of course, but with Neville, who would the serious figure be? And what would happen to that person? That is the question for this segment. What is the serious figure and what would have happened to them? So, let's just first speculate who would the serious figure have to be and what traits would he or her have to have? Him or her, rather. Well, we have to think that Sirius, in Harry's terms, is someone that they don't really recognize as a father figure. As, you know, Sirius is Harry's father figure because Harry doesn't have a father. And Sirius is just the person who takes care of him, his guardian. And Neville has his grandmother and his parents had a similar fate to Harry. So, in Neville's position, moved into Harry's position, who would that serious figure be? Well, I don't think we can say, huh, can we say Octavia? Oh no, Augusta, that's her name, not Octavia, Augusta. Uh, Augusta is Neville's grandmother who he grew up with. Can we say her? I don't think so because that's who he lives with. But, ah, uh, I'm like thinking of this on the spot. But if Harry 
if Neville is Harry, then his parents died and he moved in with his aunt and uncle. Which we don't know who that is, but his grandmother would be pretty much out of the picture. Right? Right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> is, is that is it out of the picture? I don't know, idea. But but if so, parents are dead. He lives with an uncle who we don't know. They aren't really important. But who would the serious figure be? It. Be, I mean, maybe his dad's friend. Maybe someone like. I don't. I'm I'm thinking a member of the order, definitely, who had a personal connection to Frank. I don't know. Someone like that. I think that's what we can say is the. The serious person for this. The, someone who was in the order who had a personal connection with Frank Longbottom. That is a safe bet for who is the serious person. But now we have the serious person. So who is the serious? Who? What happens to serious? Well, I think I can pretty much assume that this serious would have gotten the Dementor's kiss. It's unfortunate but going back to Neville's social, I don't know, skills, he doesn't have many magical skills. And he couldn't have cast that expecto patronum! You know, you know, the famous line. But if, even if Neville couldn't have done that, then he wouldn't have. And he knew that he couldn't, so he wouldn't. You can figure that out. <laughs> so the Dementors would have swooped in and they probably would have given Sirius the Dementor's kiss. And now you're thinking, well, wouldn't they have given the Dementor's kiss to Neville too? No, because, you know, the Dementors only give the Dementor's kiss to the fugitives, not the students. So, you know, Sirius would have gotten the Dementor's kiss. And then Neville would have been like, ah, and then collapsed. So, <laughs> so I do think Sirius, the Sirius figure would have gotten the Dementor's kiss. Because Neville's skills are very social, not magical, as we said before. And just standing up and casting a very difficult spell against hundreds of Dementors. Mm. Eh, eh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how Neville built that is. To, <laughs> to do all that, to cast... A very difficult spot that most accomplished witches and wizards can't even produce. A corporeal Patronus. An actual animal from his Patronus. And Neville couldn't even do it in his fifth year. His fifth year. And he I don't doubt he could do it in his third year, too. He couldn't do it fifth. Definitely cannot do it third. So, Sirius would have gotten the Dementor's kiss. And Neville would have been very, very distraught. Part of being the boy who lived is enduring all of the taunting and scheming to get you in trouble behind your back. And that is something that Neville has to endure too. How? How could he have done that? How could he have stood up to the bullies? I bet he would have been bullied more in this scenario because Neville has to take on all of that blame and he has to take on, well not blame, but he has to so just let, let's show you. Let's let's scrap that. Let's just think about it logically. The boy who lived. We have the Malfoy. We have the crab. The Goyle. The Pansy Parkinson. The Blaze. We have the everyone. The Snape who is being really mean to Neville and bullying him. And then we have Neville's 
you know, not very confident self. And then, <laughs> then we have him plus that, and it's almost like multiplication. It's, a, it's an exponential growth from being bullied to being bullied even more. And on top of that, I doubt Neville would have fought back. Maybe he would have been annoyed. Maybe he would have been, you know, secretly and internally just, you know, feeling very powerless and sad that this was happening. But I don't think he would have fought back. And I think it would have he would have been bullied even more because Neville being like the shy person he is. I don't know if, you know, he could have stood up to the Malfoys, to the Snapes, to the people who were being, you know, cold and just menacing to him. I use the word menacing. And that's something that Neville just isn't built for. He isn't that kind of person. He's not the kind of person to stand up and say, okay, stop, thanks. And he definitely isn't the person who needs to be held back. If Malfoy goes, hey there, hey, hey there, and then Neville like attacks him. I'm sorry for that noise, but that was my best impression of, of Malfoy, <laughs> of Tom Felton's Potter. So thank you for that. Thank you for enduring that noise. But back to the point, Neville would have not fought back being bullied even more than Harry was because they would see that Harry was kind of having a very, very serious reaction. And yes, that may would have, they maybe would have, uh, in prodded them more to be even more cruel to Harry, I don't know. It still seems like they would have been scared of what Harry would do to them because Malfoy knows that what he's saying is real mean and not nice in the slightest. So for Malfoy to be saying those things to Neville and knowing that he would not get a response, that just eggs Malfoy on more just to see if he can get a response, to see how good Malfoy's taunts and jokes and mean things and insults are about Neville and he would have to work very hard to find the best you know insults and Neville couldn't even stand up to that Neville couldn't even think of the you know he couldn't endure what was being thrown at him which is unfortunate but it's true and I think that's a it's a pretty pretty solid place to wrap up this episode so thank you for listening i am very happy that you stuck around me that you stuck around with me to the end of this first episode of flip the script you will be hearing more episodes like this one in the future so definitely stay tuned for that we've got a quiz master coming up coming up we've got a plot house episode coming up ton of good stuff I hope you were looking forward to it. Uh, so thanks for listening. Definitely send me an email. My email is thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com. That is thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com. And why not? I, I would love to hear what you have to say. What do you think Neville would have done? And what do you think Neville would have been good at? Send me an email. The two links in the description are good for contacting. And just go ahead and subscribe to hear some awesome episodes coming up. Thanks for listening. As always, use information to your advantage, and I will see you later.